Vlogmas Day 4. So, I'm on Twitter. And I see that Netflix has approved for allowing two um, Christmas specials to be released on their server, whatever. One is called The First Temptation. And it surrounds Jesus as being a homosexual. And the other is The Last Hangover, which surrounds The Last Supper as a place where Jesus was drunk. Um, these are the kind of things that irks me. They really, 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 really piss me off. Um, when I was reading about it and seeing it, I seen Christian Twitter is really upset about this. Granted, they should be. Our religion is being made a mockery, so that makes sense. Um, and as I was reading the stuff, I just found myself getting more pissed because these are the kind of things that really piss me off. Like, I actually get annoyed just because no other religion has to go through this. Like, literally, nobody would dare, would dare make a mockery of Muslim religion. Nobody would dare make a mockery of Judaism, of um, Buddhism, Buddhism, I think is, is the other one. Those are the, um, oh, Muslim is not the religion. It's Islam. Sorry. Um, nobody would dare make fun of Islam, would dare make fun of Judaism, would dare make fun of, um, Buddhism and any Hinduism and any other religion. They wouldn't dare, like they would not dare because they know that the charge against them and the backlash would be too great. But Everybody is so comfortable to make fun of or make a mockery of Christianity. Other religions are never subject to this type of mockery or embarrassment, but everyone is always so comfortable making a mockery of Christian religion. And as much as it pisses me off, I also kind of, I also kind of, um, take a little bit of satisfaction in the fact that we are so opposed as Christians, the fact that the devil tries so hard to discredit our religion and that our religion is the only one that has to go through all of this to defend itself or to or to be um credible or recognized as a real religion kind of shows us that we're on the winning side because if we weren't saying nothing nobody would be opposing us so the fact that we're being opposed this much is just proof that yes god is real and yes christianity is legit and yes we are where it's at we're on the winning side so clap for yourself and get on the winning side um but also more so um what pisses me off like for real for real about it all is pretty much the fact that, um, like I said, we're the only ones that have to be subject to it. And what, like, I've grown a lot because before it would just piss me off, but now I try to understand things from two sides and I try to understand the reasoning and the why behind things happening. And as much as I wish we could play victim and be like, oh my God, Christianity is the only religion that goes through this, which is true. We are the only religion that goes through this. But as much as I like to play victim and sit back and act like everyone else is to blame and boohoo, we're the sore losers, we're not. Because... We're not because, I mean, God put it in my mouth to, to share harsh truth. So I'm going to share the harsh truth. And the harsh truth and fact of the matter is 
Christians, we ourselves don't respect or honor our religions. So how can we expect the rest of the world to? You hear it all the time. You teach people how to treat you. My spiritual father says all the time, what you don't appreciate will depreciate. And the fact of the matter is, while other religions honor their gods and honor their religion, Christians, we just don't. So many believers approach Christianity as a religion where they operate out of fear and not honor. Decisions are made based on, is this a sin or is this not a sin? As opposed to, am I honoring God with my actions? You see other religions, when they say they won't do something, when something is forbidden, when something is considered a sin, haram, or whatever the word is in their religion, they don't do it, not because of fear, but because of honor. If Islam decides that they're not going to eat pork or they're not going to eat meat, it's not because of fear, it's because of honor. In Christian word, where it says fornication, for example, is a sin, where it says fornication, for example, and the easiest, not the only one, but the easiest example to give fornication as a sin, people try to find loopholes. Is it okay if I do this or is it okay if I do that? And you find many times Christians asking, is it a sin if, is it a sin if? The question should never be, is it a sin? We're not operating out of fear. You should be operating out of honor. Make decisions based on the fact of not, will I get in trouble? Will I go, will I get in trouble? Will I go to heaven? But I love God too much to do this. And that's the problem. And then when other people don't take our religion seriously, we want to huff and puff and get all upset, but we don't take our religion seriously. Sorry to say. So as much as this is embarrassing and sad that our religion is being made a mockery of, there's not much I can really say because we make a mockery of our religion every single day. But why is it different when somebody else is doing it? So why is it different when somebody else is doing it? Because they're not believers? You set the standard. We, treat, we teach people how to treat us. So we set the standard of taking our religion as a joke, of making a mockery of our religion, and they're just following. And now you want to stand back and be all hurt, boo-hoo crying because somebody is not respecting your religion? You allowed it. So that <laughs> people don't like what I have to say, but that's my piece. I can't, I can't, I can't stand things like this. And it's annoying, but... At the end of the day, I never blame them. I blame us. Because everybody knows. I'm telling you, nobody would dare try this with Islam. You, They wouldn't dare. They would not dare. One thing I rate so much about um, Muslims and people that practice Islam is that they pray without ceasing. Even though our Bible, I don't know what their Bible says. I'm not Islamic. But our Bible says to pray without ceasing. We don't. We don't. We barely pray. And if we do, it's maybe five minutes. Five minutes is even long, to be honest. Probably two. One to two minutes. Dear God, thank you for this day that you have made. I thank you for my family. I thank you for my health. I thank you for all that you were doing, God. I pray that you allow me to pass this test. God, I pray that you watch over me as I'm going out and coming in. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. The end. Whereas they commit to going to temple to pray six times a day. I've seen, I'm telling you, I've been driving before and I've seen the sun setting and an Islamic man, you could tell by what he was wearing, walking on the road and stopping on the side of the road where people are driving and bending down and praying because the sun is setting and it's time to pray. They don't joke with that. 
They don't joke. They don't joke with their traditions. They don't joke with their customs because they will not make a mockery out of religion. They honor their God. They honor their principles. They honor their, their guidelines. They honor their Bible, Quran. They honor. They honor. Christians live out of fear, not honor. And then when other people make a mockery of the religion, which you've been making a mockery of, you want to be hurt. It don't make sense. I'm sorry. So that's my piece on the whole thing. Um, it's obviously embarrassing and I am disappointed in Netflix just because what the heck, bro. But at the end of the day, I don't blame anybody. I blame us. So do better if you know better. I can't, I don't understand lukewarm Christians. Like I don't, I don't get it. I don't. And that not, that's not to say like, oh, anybody is perfect, but people abuse grace so much. Oh, I'm imperfect. And it's only God's grace that keeps me. I'm imperfect. And I'm, it's only God's grace that keeps. that's like the go-to line that has replaced the Bible in some places. I'm a imperfect sinner, a sinner saved by grace Imperfect sinner, a sinner saved by grace. Okay. We get it. But like, what are you doing to be intentional on your walk? What are you doing to sustain what God has done for you? What are you doing? It all comes back to what I said, operating out of fear versus operating out of honor. Even though you're imperfect, even though you're a sinner, even though you make mistakes, even though we all fall short, when you operate out of honor, there's certain things you won't do, period, period, because you honor a person so much, you love a person so much, and it's not even like, oh, I don't want to hurt Jesus that's why I hate that line. When you sin, you put him back on the cross, blah, blah, blah. Like, I get it. But, like, shut up. Because this is not about, oh, I'm not doing, I'm doing this so I don't hurt him, so I don't hurt him. It's not out of fear. It's not out of trying to pay him back. That that makes it look like, oh, you're trying to pay back God. Because he died for me, I'm not going to hurt him, so I'm not going to do. That's not what, that's all religion. It's religious. You're not, you can never pay back god you can never pay back christ never it's religious the reason why we keep ourselves holy and acceptable unto him is because we honor him as our lord and savior jesus christ and you know many people understand him as savior but they have a hard time with accepting god as lord and so savior is more convenient but everywhere in scripture in the New Testament, when he is referred to after his death, we refer to him as our Lord. He is referred to as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Savior is convenient. Savior is easy. God, save me. I need your help. Save, save, save. And you call and draw on him as Savior. But Lord, Lord is inconvenient because Lord means he rules your life. Lord means you forego your will to follow his. Lord means it's no longer about you and all about him. And that's inconvenient. And that's not comfortable and that that says put away your earthly desires forget about instant gratification temptation all uh, and temporary satisfaction and all of that and so savior is comfortable but lord is not and that's what makes people lukewarm if he's good he can't be savior and not lord he has to be both our lord and savior jesus christ period so smarten up <laughs> so mad like Smyrna, I posted this morning on Twitter, lukewarm Christians haven't grasped life beyond, what did I post? <laughs> I don't know what I even posted. I posted on Twitter and on my Instagram, because I always post on both places. I posted, um, lukewarm Christians haven't grasped 
have lukewarm Christians haven't grasped the concept. Ugh. Lukewarm Christians haven't grasped the concept of eternity. Everything is about life on earth. Yeah. Lukewarm Christians don't understand that this is not, everything we do is not about here. It's not about earth. It's not about this. It's about after earth. It's about afterlife. It's about eternity and paradise with Christ in heaven. When you're lukewarm, everything is about life on earth. You think about life on earth. You think about how I can build my business, how I can get money, how I can pleasure my body instantly, how I can do this for this, how I can make life on earth better. That makes That is what makes a person lukewarm, nothing else. Because a lukewarm Christian has the revelation of God. They are a Christian. They want to, to, they want to be a Christian. You've decided you want to be, you believed in your heart. You confess with your mouth. You've decided that you want to be saved. You are a Christian, but the thing that makes you lukewarm is you're both hot and cold. You can't be on one side because you still are in love with the things of the world and you still are tempted by the things of the world. That's what makes you lukewarm. So a person that is lukewarm has not grasped that the world has nothing to give you, that everything is for eternity. It's not about here. If you fail to grasp that revelation, everything you do will be for here. How can I make myself more comfortable on earth? When you grasp the revelation that life is not about on earth, it's about eternity, you don't care about the things of the world. Everything in the world grows dim because you know that it's temporary. You don't care. So everything you do becomes for an eternal purpose. Every every move you make becomes, every decision you make is for an eternal purpose. And your mindset and your behavior will start to change because you're waiting for that, that day when you get to go to heaven. You don't care about earth. It's just, you feel like, oh, I'm just passing by. That is why Paul will say we're in the world, but not of it. Like you're just passing through this earth thing. We're waiting to actually go to heaven and be with Christ in paradise because you so love and so honor him. So you won't do certain things that's why I always say that I don't have mercy and I don't feel bad and people don't get it as I'm not good with youth and young adult ministry I'm not good with it I can't because everyone tries to make excuses for youth and young adult and say oh you know this these are the things that happen in youth church these are the things that happen with young adults their hormones are raging or this 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 or they're not completely sold in you know they got to live the life before they come to Christ no they don't I don't have mercy I don't care because you're lukewarm because you have not grasped the revelation. Done. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Oh, so mad. But like, all this to say, don't be lukewarm, guys. Like, it's it's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. <sighs> I don't understand. I don't understand. I just don't understand.